This is the Frog for Life podcast. I'm your host, Rob Berline. Oh, without a doubt, real-world practical experience. Again, Richard Allen um, helped set me up and set a foundation for me to be able to immediately jump into the workplace. So um, the FTDM department does a really great job of providing you with the skills that you need to get a job immediately after college. That speaks a lot to that department and what they're That is the voice of Julie Harrison Harney, who graduated from TCU with a degree in communication studies in 2012. Julie will talk about the various steps her career has taken, as well as her current job as the Director of Digital for The Jimmy Fallon Show. And we are so excited today to be joined by Julie Harrison Harney. She is the Director of Digital at The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in New York. And thank you so much for joining us today, Julie. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Before we get into what you're doing now, let's start as to why you're here today. Uh, You're here to speak to fellow TCU students because you were uh, a TCU student yourself. So what brought you to TCU originally? Well, it's a very funny story. I've got a story for you. Um, So I was looking in colleges like uh, any regular, uh, uh, you know, high school senior was, And um, I was looking at a few in Minnesota, where I was at the time. I looked at a few in Ohio, um, looked at a few in Illinois. There were some in Texas, some on the East Coast. And um, uh, uh, Texas was the the one further south for me. And uh, I remember I was deciding between two schools. Uh, TCU had given me a a scholarship as well as another college that was in Ohio. And I was deciding between the two, and they both had given me about the same amount of money. And I was like, oh, which one do I go to? And um, we have to make the decision. Most most, uh, high school seniors know you normally have to make your decision by May 1st, or at least that was the case um, back when I was um, uh, in high school. And uh, it's April 28th. Still haven't made this call. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it starts snowing in Minnesota on April 28th. And I said, you know what? I am going as far south as possible. I am over the snow. It is the springtime. What is going on? So ultimately, the weather really did make the final decision when it comes to coming to TCU. Granted, it was a lovely school. It was obviously a top contender, but um, I felt like it was a sign that I needed to go to TCU because I was not having the snow on April 28th uh, by any means. So decided to come on down. No, that you just need your air conditioning on no. April 28th here. Gosh. And I'm sure you had to get used to. My gosh, it gets so hot. But this week, it has been freezing. Yes. It's, it's been as cold as New York City this week. It's been crazy. 20 degrees? It was 20 degrees in Texas. This is nuts. I believe it was warmer in Anchorage, Alaska on either Monday or Tuesday. It was 25 there and 20 here. Oh, I believe it. It was cold. So maybe you need to go further north. Okay. <laughs> Something's happening, man. Something is happening. So you come to TCU where it doesn't snow a whole lot, and <laughs> you're a student here. You're away from Minnesota, but you're back because you originally, as a child, you lived in Texas for a while. I did. So tell us about your, your time as a student here. Sure, yeah. Um, so I w- actually joined a couple of different clubs and a couple of different different organizations while I, while I was here. I was part of the Student Filmmakers Association. So if you dig in those archives, you might see me acting in, in a few of those videos way back when. Um, I also was a part of uh, Sigma Kappa. 
um, which was a sorority. I joined my junior year and met some of uh, my most wonderful friends uh, when I joined there. And then I was a comm studies major and a film, television, digital media, uh, media major. Back then it was radio, television, and film. Um, and uh, I worked in the uh, radio, television, film office with um, Patricia Kirk. And I got to know Richard Allen, who at that time was the chair of the department and, you know, just one of the most helpful professors um, uh, in the department and really uh, took me under his wing. Um, I started arranging alumni events, so I got to know about alumni and what their jobs were, um, got to understand, okay, is this something that I really like to do? Should I do this? He also um, uh, helped me uh, kickstart a reality television show that we did here. It was called Top Grad. Um, I'm sure if you dig into the archives on online, you can probably watch a very old uh, uh, episode of Top Grad. Um, it was a competition reality show that took place here. It was actually a class. Richard was so wonderful and help, helped um, build this curriculum around this, this reality show that I wanted to shoot. He came up with the concept and I helped produce it. And um, it was amazing real world experience. I, um, I uh, you know, did pre-production. I helped with Every single shoot. I uh, worked with the post team to edit and put it all together, and we created an episode once a week for an entire semester, which was crazy. We found contestants. We had money for a winner. We had sponsors. Schlotsky's was one of our sponsors, which was crazy. Um, but it was it was one of the most wonderful experiences that I ever had, and it really goes back to the professors here at TCU are phenomenal. And if there's a piece of advice that I can give to any student that's still here currently, it's get to know your professors. Um, they have a wealth of knowledge. They have a wealth of information. They know tons of alumni as well. And um, uh, my relationships with my professors helped significantly, not to mention they're the world class. I mean, Richard Allen was the head writer on um, a soap opera in Los Angeles. And the wealth of knowledge that he had about the entertainment industry was um, uh, in, invaluable to me. And um, uh, you get that world-class experience in Fort Worth, Texas, which is really nice. And so then you, you graduate after you produce these student-made, these films yes. and these shows. Um, when did you first start entering the working world with internships and other things? Was it while you were a student here or was it after? Yes, it was while I was a student here. In fact, um, uh, Richard Allen had mentioned to another alumni that um, I was working on this reality show and I was interested in going to Los Angeles and this alumni was working in New York and she had said, well, would Julie maybe be interested in coming to New York potentially and having an internship there? He said, well, you know, I'll ask her, I'll see. And my answer is yes. I, I across the board, would take any job. Um, uh, uh, or professor Martin, who is uh, one of the sports broadcaster professors when I was here at the time, um, it, they had just started up the sports broadcasting program, and he'll let you know that I was consistently at his door saying, like, hey, if you need someone to run cable or do utility or be a PA for any games, you let me know. Um, I was willing to make money anyway, anyhow, if it involved film or film production in some way. I was like, hey, uh, give me a job. I'm here. I want to do it. And it was so funny, because those those worlds tend to be um, they tend to be a little more male, um, and you know they're like rough tough males. And here's this girl coming up, and I'm like, hey guys, I'm here. How can I help? It's a football game. And they're like, I don't know about you, Missy. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm gonna do this job, and I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna put it on my resume. And so you know, I was full of pep, and I was like, I don't care. I'm doing this. I'm breaking down whatever ceilings there are in the sports world. Um, so it was so much fun, and it, that got me um, a lot of hands-on experience from a set perspective, but 
going back to the internship, essentially, um, uh, I had taken that job uh, in New York, and that was the summer between my junior and my senior year. And um, after that, uh, I went back to school, assumed that I was going to go to Los Angeles without a job and just try to work in the production field. Two days before I graduate, I got a phone call from A&E asking me if I wanted to take a position for them. Um, someone was leaving, and they said, we need to fill it. Can, can you come out and uh, be an assistant for us? And I said, yes. <laughs> and so I changed all of my plans, and instead of going to Los Angeles, I moved to New York. And um, I've been happy ever since. I actually met my husband. My future husband, three months later, I didn't marry him three months later, but um, I met the, the man who I would eventually marry three months into my New York City trip um, and uh, have, have been great. Did he work for A&E also? Oh, no, no. He is a lawyer. Um, he does capital markets, and uh, he works with energy companies throughout the United States. So um, a very different field. Um, I do a lot of comedy work, and um, he does a lot of redlining of contracts. But um, he feel I feel like he's an honorary frog. Uh, we talk about TCU quite a bit, and he was very jealous that I had such a great football team while I was here. He didn't go to schools that had um, a, a lot of sports associated with it. So um, I, I let him know that you know he's an honorary frog and can sell celebrate the Rose Bowl win with me. As is the case with most graduates when they're first starting out in their career, Julie found herself bouncing around quite a bit in those first few years in New York City. Um, I was at A&E, and then um, after I was there, I got a job at Epics, which is owned by Viacom. That's a premium channel network, and I was working on their original series like uh, documentaries, comedy specials, concert specials. Uh, then I got a job at AOL, and AOL uh, had worked with, uh, they have recently bought a, a lot of publishers. So I was working for places like Huffington Post and their video strategy, as well as Mandatory, AOL.com, Cambio, Engadget, TechCrunch. Got to learn a lot about uh, different demographics and different groups of people and very niche um, online websites. Uh, simultaneously, I had started writing for um, the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is an improvisational and sketch comedy theater in New York City. So I was writing for their house team and got a job at uh, Above Average, which is a um, satire comedy website. Um, so I was really living uh, my comedy dream by working at a, a comedy online uh, site as well as um, uh, writing for the Upright Citizens Brigade, which was awesome and just absolutely a dream come true. Um, and while I was at Above Average, I was doing audience development work and transitioned over into being um, the creative lead for all things social media there, which was really fun. And that's how I got my social media background. And then while I was at Above Average, um, someone had introduced me to a producer who worked at The Tonight Show, and they offered me a job to come work and do digital for The Tonight Show. And I'm just in love with this job. This is, I can't believe I get to have my dream job uh, at 30 years old. That's kind of amazing. I... I Love it. I love working for the show. I love working with, with Jimmy and all of the producers there. They're phenomenal. They're absolutely phenomenal. 
So describe your job to us as to what does the director of digital do for The Tonight Show? Oh, that's a great question. So I run all of the uh, social media platforms for The Tonight Show. That's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, um, all all the fun Instagram platforms that are out there, as well as the new features that they're building. So Facebook now has Watch Party, and Instagram has Instagram Stories and IGTV, and YouTube has YouTube Community and their own um, YouTube Stories. So I... Uh, I create content and programming um, along with my team for all of those platforms. Um, I work and execute uh, sales, digital sales execution deals. Um, I work with all of our um, affiliates from a digital perspective. I work with our international properties. Um, I uh, produce all of our digital-only series that currently exist. Um, And then I come up with our marketing and our promo strategy online to say, okay, we've got a big project coming up. How are we communicating this to the audience or how are we communicating our nightly show to our audience um it's so much fun it runs it's it's depth and breadth i do sorry i forgot i do um uh, a ton of research for uh digital uh production um that we do on the show as well as data and analytics that's one of the i I forgot one of the most fun parts of the job i love digging into data and, and analytics i always feel like it's a puzzle i'm trying to figure out where the patterns are and what it means and find that answer so um you know i'll be on the back end of youtube or facebook or instagram trying to figure out, okay, what does this mean? Why did this post do well? Why did this post not do well? How do we get more followers? How do we get more engagement? What am I going to do with this post? Um, And the hours are quite extensive. I do work um, from 10 a.m. until about 9 p.m. on days that we tape, and we tape Monday through Thursday. We do a double tape on on Friday. The show tapes at 5 p.m., and it airs at 11.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. If you're here in uh, Fort Worth, that's 10.35 p.m. Central Time on NBC every night and please join us we live tweet every evening so if you're watching the show be sure to use the hashtag hashtag Fallon tonight and join us on live tweet we love discussion we love tweeting with people so if you're on and you're available um, definitely use the hashtag hashtag Fallon tonight and talk about what you're seeing we might just retweet you or we might comment back at you Um, we're really um, we're really a team that loves interacting with people one-on-one so if you're interested in doing that or want to get on social media join our live tweets every night that there's a new show join join with us or follow us on um our handle is fallon like jimmy fallon's last name tonight so um on instagram uh twitter facebook and youtube um search fallon tonight and we'll come up and follow us comment at us send us a direct message that's me you're talking to me and my team and we want to hear from you we want to hear your feedback we want to hear what you like what you don't like um we want to hear what you want to see more of um comment during the show and uh we'll interact with you i love that community engagement part of my job and so with a big part of your thing being live tweeting and interacting live we see a lot with tv shows now especially with streaming services and dvr i record it and i want to watch it on my phone later have you had to change your strategy for people that may not be watching live or how does that affect you now with the changes in viewership habits absolutely it's completely changed um Things exactly like you said, Hulu and Netflix have completely changed the game. Amazon Prime, um, a lot of people are watching um, content later or watching the clips on their phone. And I think that's why the digital team has really grew, um, uh, has, excuse me, has really grown over the past couple of years. And that's because we've seen so much value and so much users going to things like YouTube 
to watch their favorite clips from the episode, last night's episode, or to uh, engage with it uh, at a different time. Uh, And I think that's okay. The reason why I really like that too is the TV show itself tends to be very US-based. You know, it's in NBC, it's in um, all of the NBC affiliate channels um, across the United States, but YouTube helps make it global. Facebook helps make it global. We get to bring the show to a global platform and a global scale, uh, which is so fun, getting to interact with people from different countries who couldn't watch it live with us, even if they wanted to. It's just not available to them. So it's really great to be able to interact with people all across the globe, learn what they like, learn what we can be doing um, that includes their culture, um, learn about um, their experiences to incorporate it into the show. Um, The Tonight Show, in and of itself is such a welcoming, inclusive uh, type of environment. That's what the show is. The show is all about, you know, we're all in on the joke together. We're all laughing together. And um, that makes it super fun from a global perspective to say like, hey, United States, not just join it, but everyone around the world, come join us. Come laugh with us. Come have fun with us. Um, So I actually really like it because it means that NBC is starting to think global now. And I think that's so incredibly important. I think that's really cool. Um, So thinking, yes, there's the linear opportunity to it. And it has forced us to need to change it, but for the better. It means we get to interact with more people. And I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so when you're live tweeting, you're having to, as you're watching it, I'm sure you're thinking, you have to think in your mind, not only what's going on now, but I need to make a note that. 11 minutes in, that's the clip I want to use to save later. Is there times when you're watching the show that you're just like, I, I don't know if I have anything or what am I going to do? And, and how do you how do you balance that with trying to, you know, make sure you keep coming up with stuff every day? Totally. I think what it comes down to, what you've essentially described is audience development, um, seeing potentially something take off that maybe you didn't expect to take off in a way that you can do it. Luckily, um, uh, we have a really robust team that actually works overnight hours. So if we need to grab something very quickly, they're available to grab it and we can put it up right away, which is awesome and great. But we also have a team that's so good. Um, We have gotten, because we create a show a day, that gives us the luxury of being able to have data every single day. And having that much data, having that much research enables us to be able to predict what will do well. We know, for example, when something happens on the show, we know, okay, that's going to be a really big moment. We should make sure that we package that up in a way that serves it to the audience. So we've gotten really, really good at finding those moments. But there are times definitely during live treat where like, oh, interesting, this group of people really um, got excited about this one comment. Um, what can we do to make sure we're, we're bringing more of that to them and uh, more of that engagement, making sure that we have a fun conversation happening and going on. Um, so that happens all the time. And we do have an overnight team that helps us pull all that stuff. And they're wonderful and great. And so what have been some of your favorite moments on the show? Oh, great question. Anytime Robert Irwin visits, he is Steve Irwin's son and he brings the animals on the show. And first of all, I learn so much about wildlife. I learn about the importance of uh, protecting our wildlife and things that we need to do to um, become more educated with animals and their habitats. And that's so wonderful. Um, And he's just, he and his family, um, Bindi comes on the show with him and 
his family is just so wonderful. And uh, I love when they come and visit. Um, I also love working with Jimmy. Jimmy is phenomenal and great. He has so many wonderful ideas when it comes to digital. So getting to um, pick his brain and come up with ideas and execute these um, short form series that he has is so much fun. He is such a creative person, but he also is incredibly intelligent when it comes to the digital and business world. And so working with him is such a pleasure because he, he understands the value that digital has that a lot of people don't have in this industry. Um, so for me, it's it's really fun to engage with him and the producers every single day. And I'm really uh, lucky because they value digital so much. Um, so that, that was really fun. I also, we went to Puerto Rico. That was such a trip. We got to um, go to Puerto Rico with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is the creator and star of Hamilton, which is a Broadway musical. And uh, he brought Hamilton down to Puerto Rico and uh, was trying to raise money after the hurricane. And Jimmy said, well, I want to bring the show down. I want to be with you while you do this. This is amazing. I want to help bring more awareness to it. So we went down and we did a lot of really awesome things down in Puerto Rico. And I got to um, meet a lot of people down there. And they were so wonderful and they were so great. Um, in the same respect, uh, going to the Super Bowl in Minnesota last year was so fun. Um, we actually did a contest where Jimmy said, um, submit your favorite recipe and I will pick one that I really like and I will just show up at your house. I We will live stream it and I will just show up at your house. You won't know. You'll have no idea I'm coming. You will have submitted your address and I want to have dinner with you and your family. So um, uh, we found a Minnesota family. They had submitted um, uh, a hot dish recipe, which is a uh, casserole essentially with tater tots on it. Um, it's very Minnesotan. Um, it's wonderful during the winter, which is when we were there for the last Super Bowl. And um, I got to live stream Jimmy surprising a family coming over for dinner and eating a hot dish. And it was so much fun. And then we took that series again. The series was so successful and so many people tuned in that we took that series to Philadelphia. And this time, Black Thought, who is the MC for The Roots, they are the band, um, uh, they're the house band for The Tonight Show. He's from Philadelphia. So we did the same thing in Philadelphia with, with him and Jimmy. And Jimmy surprised a, a Philadelphia family and we showed up for dinner. And we had, um, get this, salmon cheesesteak. How hmm. interesting is that? It was great, though. It was absolutely great. Um, so it's stuff like that that I, I'm really honored and so excited to work on. And that was Jimmy's idea. Jimmy came up with that concept. He was like, I want to do this. Let's figure out how to make it happen. Oh, he's just, he's honestly, um, he's one of the best. He's, he's a good one. Known for both her hard work and teamwork, Julie received the Blue Monster Award during her time at AOL. Oh my gosh, it meant so much. Um, so the Blue Monster Award is a award that is um, given to eight people, uh, I believe once a year within the company. And um, for a company like AOL that's quite massive, I think there are about uh, six to 8,000 people there, um, only eight people received this award. And I essentially got the award for um, being a uh, good team player someone who really values their employees and listens to their, their opinions and makes sure that there's ownership process there. 
And it meant so much because that award is actually nominated. Um, all of um, my team members nominated me for that award, and to be selected for it meant so much. And oh my gosh, AOL really is, it was also one of my, my most favorite places to work. And I give AOL credit because they really build a culture and environment of um, community with one another. Um, I really felt like the people that I worked with, um, we were all in it together and we were all driving towards the same goal and we all wanted to be successful. And I really credit to that to Tim Armstrong. When I was there, Tim Armstrong was the leader and uh, he was really, really a strong leader and he really believed in um, uh, working together and uh, he was a good leader with that. I was I was really, really impressed with him. Um, but that meant so much to receive that award and especially an award from my teammates itself meant a lot and um, it was really great. They let someone fly in. They let me fly in my mom to see me receive the award and then they let me take the day off and I got to go to a spa with my mom. It's really nice. You got a couple of options. You could have gone to see a Broadway show. You could go to a spa. You could get a $200 gift certificate to Barney's. Um, you could go on a helicopter tour in New York City. Um, because not even though the award was given in New York and I happened to be in New York, the people who won the award could have been anywhere within AOL offices. So they flew them and a, and a uh, guest in to receive the award in New York City. So, I mean, um, for me, I was like, well, I don't want to have a helicopter tour of New York City. I live in New York City. Like, that would be weird. So my mom and I took the spa vacation, wow. which was nice. And they put us up in this really nice hotel, and we had the most amazing dinners in New York. So, um, And there was a, a monetary award um, with it as well. And it, it's just AOL really took care of his employees, and I was incredibly impressed by it. So living in New York, what's the – have you seen all the tour sites, and what's maybe your favorite part of New York? <laughs> Um, I have to say that's the best question. Um, so my husband is born and bred New York City. Um, he's very because he was born and raised in New York City. Um, he he consistently does not like going to the tourist sites. He knows the tourist traps. He knows what not to do. Um, so for example, we avoid Times Square. Oh my gosh, do we avoid Times Square? Times Square is where the tourists go, and we do not go there. It is too busy. It is too crowded. It's impossible to get anywhere, so we avoid Times Square. Um, a lot of times people will ask me, they're like, oh, so for New Year's Eve, do you celebrate in Times Square? No, absolutely not. That's crazy. Brendan, Brendan will tell people, Brendan's my husband, he will tell people, he was like, only tourists do that. No New Yorker would ever do that. And I was like, okay, man. I mean, I believe you, whatever you want. Um, uh, so we've, we've actually done less of the tourist stuff because um, Brendan is, you know, always like, you know, no, no, you don't do what tourists do. Um, but I can give some, some tips of things that you should check out if you're in New York City. One, come see The Tonight Show. Of course. Oh my gosh, you gotta come see The Tonight Show. Tickets for The Tonight Show, they're free. Um, you just have to uh, go online and put your name in a lottery um, uh, about, uh, you follow Fallon at Fallon Ticks on Twitter, T-I-X, and it will, um, it will let you know when the next round of tickets will be available. So definitely come to The Tonight Show. Jimmy also does a monologue rehearsal each day, so you can actually see Jimmy practice a bunch of jokes that could end up in the monologue. He likes to test it out in front of an audience and see how it does, so you should see a monologue rehearsal. Um, 
My husband, Brendan, says that one of the best things that you can do um, for free is take the Staten Island Ferry. So if you want to get a good view of New York City, you take the free ferry. It takes you over to Staten Island, and you get great views of downtown New York. You have you pass the Statue of Liberty. You pass Alice Island. And um, then you just hop back over and come back to um, uh, New York. After it stops in Staten Island, you come back over. It's one of the best free things in the city. Um, and the restaurants in New York are unbelievable. They are so good. If you need some restaurant recommendations, reach out to me um, on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is JulieHX2, so J-U-L-I-E-H, the letter X, and then the number 2. DM me and say, Julie, I'm coming to New York. I need some good restaurant recommendations. I heard you on the podcast. Where should I go get some food? Because I'll have a million recommendations for you because it's all so, so good. Um, Oh, gosh, the food there is phenomenal. (laughs) Also, like, check out the Today Show. Um, The Today Show is really fun. Go watch that. Take an NBC tour. NBC tour is fabulous. It's one of the best. Um, And eat some great food. Go to the Met. Oh, my gosh. The Met. I live on the Upper East Side, so um, uh, we're members to the Met, and we go all the time. And oh my God, it's so beautiful and so wonderful. Um, it's one of the one of the greats. And the Natural History Museum, of course. And then if you're a Friends fan, you can go to all the spots that are referenced in Friends, um, which is really fun. Um, there I, there isn't a Central Perk, but there are plenty of Starbucks that'll make you feel like you're in Central Perks, so you'll be fine. And you mentioned the NBC tour. Um, the, I know there's the different studios and things. How close do you get to work with the other NBC shows like Saturday Night Live, The Today Show, and, and all the crossover we see promoted with that? Yes. Um, well, physically, we're super close. So Seth Meyers' studio is actually right above us. Seth Meyers tapes. Uh, we're on the sixth floor, and Seth Meyers is on the eighth floor. But because the studios are so big, you know, you sort of lose this, you lose the seventh floor um, with that. But uh, Seth Meyers is right above us, and he tapes immediately after. Um, the late the late night show tapes immediately after we tape, so we tape around five, and they tape around I think six or six thirty. Um, and of course, SNL uh, friends of the family. Jimmy came from SNL. Seth Meyers came from SNL, so it's on the family. They're also on the eighth floor, and they've got all their studios over there. Um, and there is there is a lot of crossover. Um, a lot of times, the host that week will stop by, or SNL cast members will stop by. Um, Jimmy and Seth will go on each other's shows. Um, the t- Today Show. We love working with Savannah and Hoda. We love when they stop by. So it's all in the family. We enjoy working with each other. One of our producers actually um, was a producer at the Today Show as well. So we have a great relationship with them. And um, uh, you know, many of our producers uh, came from SNL, the SNL world as well. So. Um, it's all in the family. We love each other. We help each other. We support each other on social media. Um, uh, we like to cross over as much as humanly possible. We're all, you know, SNL's producing a sketch show, a live sketch show once a week. And of course, Seth and his team is producing a show a day. So we're all very busy. Um, but uh, as, as often as we want, um, we like to cross over because also they're the best. I love working with those teams. Um, I can speak forever about Jimmy and the producers and all the people I work with, and I think they can do the same because it's so wonderful to work at those places. And now I want to transition back to TCU, away sure. from New York City. Yes. And you're on campus here for the Gorvetsi and Family Speaker Series. So what has been your message to faculty, staff, students, and, and your reason you're here this week? Do your research. I think it's one of the best things. We 
have so much access to information online now. Um, I don't know if you remember when you were growing up, um, going to the library and taking out encyclopedias and looking up, you know, I have a class project I have to know about um, uh, a certain type of food. So you look up it in the encyclopedia. That doesn't exist anymore. You don't need to look up an encyclopedia. You have a wealth of information. Not only that, but millions of articles, people access to so much content that you can uh, have at your fingertips on your phone. Um, so the piece of feedback that I gave to almost everyone is do your research. Um, students, before you go on an interview, Look at the Twitter handle for the company that you're applying for. Understand what their voice is, what their brand is, what they're doing. Um, make sure that uh, you take the time to get to know them. Um, I always say when when I see things online or I see a headline or a story, I don't just look at the headline and say that I know it. I want to dig in. I want to understand what's going on. You have your phone. Read about it. Do your research. Um, so that was the biggest takeaway that I have is something that Com Studies, because I was brought over by the Com Studies Department, and that was really the foundation that Com Studies taught me how to do great re research, um, and it prepared me very, very well for my future endeavors, without a doubt. And lastly, how do you feel your time at TCU? as a student contributed to the life you've had since graduation? Oh, without a doubt, real world practical experience. Again, Richard Allen um, helped set me up and set a foundation for me to be able to immediately jump into the workplace. So um, the FTDM department does a really great job of providing you with the skills that you need to get a job immediately after college. That speaks a lot to that department and what they're doing. And not only that, um, not only do they give you real world practical skills, but um, they allow you to think critically about the content you're creating um, they allow you to uh, be innovative with what you're doing. Um, and then, you know, the Com Studies Department really gave me the foundation to be a critical thinker and, and be a really smart, strategic uh, executive. So I'd say combining those two skills, I have the real world um, and critical thinking skills that FTDM gave me for entertainment. And then Com Studies, they gave me the skills to be a great manager and to be a great leader as well. So with those two, I felt like I had a really strong advantage going into the workplace. And that is Julie Harrison Hardy. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us today. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I really appreciate it. And make sure to follow her on Twitter, the, the handle she gave, and follow the Tonight Show and interact with her if you're awake at 1035, which I am usually not. <laughs> well, either way, tweet anytime, hashtag Fallon Tonight. We want to hear from you. We love you guys, especially frogs. Go frogs. Thank you to KTCU and co-manager Jeff Craig for their editing of this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Frog for Life podcast. If you or a friend or family member would like to share your story of your life since graduation, please contact us on social media or leave us a comment on our SoundCloud channel. We look forward to sharing the next story of how horned frogs are changing the world.